E-Tidings Cosmos. Good morning, 21st Century World of Worlds. This is Radio Richard Ireland, coming to you from within the soundproofless studio of life itself. Thormila Falter wrote Hear this, listener, give it here your fullness of ear. From the beginning there is breath, and upon that breath there are words. Met a young old man when walking, and in the course of the conversation he said to me, I'm getting old now, you know. One walk will be enough for me today, so it will. And I said to him, But you're not old yet. Take your time about getting old. And he looked at me sideways and jokingly said, Listen, birth certificates don't lie. Watched a man in front of a close for the day or the week or until, whenever is necessary, funeral home, winding up a long yellow water hose after he had cleaned the walls out in front of it. Maybe it was eighty to a hundred feet in length, and he was going round and round with it on the ground until he had it fully wound up. And I thought to myself, as the hose was the conveyor of the water, so too in some sense the body is the conveyor of life. The life, like the water, is gone, and what remains is but the body, the once conveyor and container of that life. In today's broadcast, I'll be reading some more from Prince Hamlet on the nature of things and the true classic of Southern Taoist fragrance. This is a reading from Prince Hamlet. O oh, all you host of heaven, O oh earth, what else? And shall I couple hell, O oh fie? Hold, hold, my heart, and you my sinews grow not instant old, but bear me stiffly up. Remember thee. I, poor ghost, while memory holds a seat in this distracted globe, remember thee. Yea, from the table of my memory I'll wipe away all trivial fond records, all saws of books, all forms, all precious past, that youth and observation copy there. And thy commandment all alone shall live within the book and volume of my brain, unmixed with baser base matter, yes, by heaven. O oh, most pernicious woman, O oh, villain, 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 smiling, damned villain, my tables meet it as I set it down, that one may smile and smile and be a villain. At least I am sure it may be so in Denmark. So, uncle, there you are. Now to my word. It is adieu, adieu, remember me. I have sworn it. My lord, my lord, Lord Hamlet, heavens secure him. So be it. He'll ho, 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 my lord. He'll ho, ho, boy, come, but come. How, how is it, my noble lord? What news, my lord? Oh, wonderful. Good, my lord, tell it. No, you'll reveal it. Not I, my lord, by heaven, nor I, my lord. Now you say, now say you, then... Would heart of man once think it, would you'll be secret? Aye, by heaven, my lord, 
there's ne'er a villain dwelling in all Denmark but he's an arrant knave. There needs no ghost, my lord, come from the grave to tell us this. Why, right, you're, you're in the right. And so, without more circumstance at all, I'll hold it fit that we shake hands and part. You as your business and desire shall point you, for every man has business and desire, s such as it is, and for mine own poor part, look, I'll go pray. These are but wild and whirling words, my lord. I'm sorry they offend you heartily. Yes, fate heartily. There's no offence, my lord. Yes, by St. Patrick there is, Horatio, and much offence too. Touching this vision here, it is an honest ghost that let me tell you, for your desire to know what is between us, or mastered as it would as you may. And now, good friends, as you are friends, soul, scholars, and soldiers, give me one poor request. What is it, my lord, we will? Never make known what you have seen to-night. My lord, we will not, nay, but swear it. In faith, my lord, not I, nor I, my lord, in faith, upon my sword. We have sworn, my lord, already, indeed, upon my sword, indeed. Swear! Aha, boy, sayest thou so? Art thou there, true penny? Come on, you hear this fellow in the cellarage, consent to swear. Propose the oath, my lord. Never to speak of this that you have seen. Swear by my sword. Swear. Hecatubicae. Then we'll shift our ground. Come hither, gentlemen, and lay your hands again upon my sword. Never to speak this that you have heard. Swear by my sword. Swear. Well said, old mole. Canst walk in the earth so fast. A wordier piner. Once more remove, good friends. This is a reading in continuity from the first century B.C. poem On the Nature of Things by the Roman poet and philosopher Titus Lucretius Carus. Nor do they see that if from things we take away the void, all things are then condensed, and out of all one body made, which has no power to dart swiftly from out itself not anything as throws the fire its light, and warmed around, giving thee proof its parts are not compact. But if perhaps they think in otherwise, fires through their combinations can be quenched and change their substance very well. Behold, if fire shall spare to do so in no part, then heat will perish utterly and all, and out of nothing will the world be formed. For change in anything from out its bounds means instant death of that which was before, and thus a somewhat must persist unarmed amid the world, lest all return to naught, and, born from naught, abundance tribe anew. Now since indeed there are those surest bodies which keep their nature evermore the same, upon whose going out and coming in, and changed order, things their nature change, and all corporal substance transformed. Tis thine to know those primal bodies, then, are not of fire. For twere of no avail, should some depart and go away, and some be added new, and some be changed in order, if still all kept their nature of old heat, for whatsoever they created then, would still in any case be only fire. 
the truth i fancy this bodies there are whose clashings motions order posture shapes produce the fire and which by order changed do change the th nature of the thing produced and are thereafter nothing like to fire nor whatsoever else has the power to sense its bodies with impact touching on the senses touch this is an interpretation after my own fashioning of some lines from the true classic of southern Taoist fragrance no tree star visitor spoke to me saying humaculate of error what stories what anecdotes what insights do you bring to this new dawn there was once a hermit of the Blasket Isles, who greatly enjoyed asking questions of himself, when in deep thought finding himself. Of a day he asked, for instance, why though oft wild, rough, and stormy, with waves reaching to great heights, does the sea about never completely fill up? Why though with long, warm summer days of heat beating down on it, does it never dry up? Why do the isles never sink into its depths? Why doesn't the mainland ever move, move closer to the isles? Why the isles even never to the mainland move any closer? What keeps mountainous clouds up? What keeps up the, the blue sky of day and the starry heavens of night? Why doesn't the moon ever rise in the north? Why is the moon the size it is? Why not any bigger or smaller? Why is the sun so bright? Why doesn't it shine in the middle of the night? Why isn't one half of it bright and the other dark? Why aren't there two or more suns? Why only the one? How come I feel I know for certain there to be worlds of life over by way of the light of the stars? The interesting thing about him, however, was that he never sought for answers to the questions. He didn't travel over to the mainland to go search the length and the breadth of it for those who might be able to provide him with some answers. For he well knew that one answer would only lead to another question, or even to a whole host of questions, and then, of course, to a multitude of answers. And if that were to happen, he would no longer have any time to be just sitting and strolling reflectively back on his beloved blaskets, to be thinking about things, to be asking questions away to himself. Questions alone themselves provided him with the greatest joy and the sense of utter fulfilment. He liked keeping his thoughts, his ideas, his questions to himself, though he would enjoy listening and talking at length with anyone who would sit and stroll with him reflectively. He had no interest whatsoever in arguing a point with anyone, though he enjoyed from time to time listening to others being argumentative among themselves. He thought it to be the funniest thing ever, and at the same time the most pitiful. 
often scholarly visitors from the mainland and beyond, having heard of him, would come to validate and bolster their own ideas against his. But he would always make himself scarce, if he knew those of such a mindset were on their way. He used like to stop at what he didn't know, which he used to say himself was pretty much everything. Yet that was only his way of talking, for in truth he was astoundingly knowledgeable of the ways of the land, the sea, and the sky. And he used to say, the one and only area in which he lacked the greatest amount of knowledge and understanding was of himself. In a dawn reverie of this new day, Meditated I on what an immortal self of mine did say, did lovingly relay, way back in days of long, long, long gone by. O mortal self of mine, when with living in your own realm and time, will you need be times your thoughts to flee like a flock of birds into the wooded hills, them to hide like a shoal of fish in the depths of waters? All right, I will leave it at that for today. Enjoy taking very good care of yourself and those around you. Be ever so grateful for your many blessings. And if someone you know is in hospital, go visit them. If a beloved parent is residing now in a nursing home, then go sit a while in their presence. Hold their hand, gently palm their brow, soothe their hair. Give them gazes full of love and words most familiar and precious. But above all, be a most attentive listener. Yet in the doing so of all, let not your own heart be broken. For your own life you must live with health, with confidence and with joy. And that is what for you they would want too. You have been listening to an Irish philosopher of the natural kind bringing radio to the internet via Radio Richard Ireland on the air globally for about 15 minutes Monday to Friday and occasionally on the weekends. It is truly an honour to have you listening. May you be a blessing unto yourself by way of your past, by way of your present, and by way of your future. Slán agus bannacht lát.